Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeomo. Time to go into the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be continuing the series we started last week on positioning myself for my new season. Positioning yourself for your new season. Positioning myself for my new season. Part 2. Today, we will be continuing this series about positioning ourselves by the grace of God. Last week, we shed light on this in the part one of this series by emphasizing on understanding that one of the things we need to embrace, one of the things we need to imbibe, one of the things we need to stand by and make our good and close friend in this new season that the whole world in this part of this cosmos is getting into is understanding. This season, like the children of Issachar, we learned from the children of Issachar that when they were moving to their new season, even though their birth did not celebrate them, even though their, their pedigree did not salute them, even though the estimation, the projection of men did not favor them, even though the prophecy over their lives was negative, so to speak, but they turned it all around. They turned every disadvantage. They saw their lives turn around. They distinguished themselves amongst their brethren. Why? Because they went after understanding. In the new season they entered, their brethren were at their command. Despite all the baggages of their lives, understanding they embraced, understanding sorted them out. I seek God sort you out in this new season. Understanding positioned them in their new season. I see in this new season, God give you a new position of understanding in the name of Jesus. Greater than the understanding of the men of Issachar in the name of Jesus. I thought, they thought that you would not amount to anything. They thought that you would never become anything in your life. They thought there was nothing to write home about you. But I'm ready to tell you today, I announce to you by the power of God that they are wrong about you. In this new season, you will rise. In this new season, you will shine. In this new season, you will take your place. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 37, to subvert a man from his cause, God has not approved. To subvert a man from his cause, God has not given permission. You might have been disadvantaged. Listen to me. Your pedigree might have been your disadvantage. Prophecies over your life and projections over your life may not, may not, may not project things that are in your favor. But listen to me today. In this new season, God will turn it around for you. I say God will turn it for you. Your boundary lines will fall on place places. As he turned it for the children of Issachar, he will turn it for you. Your brethren will be at your command. Get ready, son of God. Get ready, daughter of God. This generation will favor you. Hey, I said this generation will favor you. Your new season is in your favor. If you believe it, shout yes. 
I see God doing a open heart spiritual surgery for you today. I see God open you to new horizons. I see God give you understanding. Ah, he said in the book of Luke chapter 24 verse 45, he opened their understanding. That means their understanding was locked before. He opened their understanding. I speak unto you by the power of God. The world may be on lockdown. Your understanding will never be locked down. God will open it up for you. Your understanding will not be locked down. If you believe it, shout yes! Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's a new season, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm excited about this new season. And you need, don't forget, to position yourself for it. Because new season, this new season has a lot to offer. But it's those who don't position themselves that will lose out of it. You are a child of the Most High. And if you are not yet one, I believe by virtue of this broadcast, you will become one at the end of the day. But I want you to know that this new season, God has tailored it for his own children to rise and shine. This new season points out the fact that there is an old one. The new season means that there is a change in season. And when there is a change in season, it means there is a change in attitude. Attitude must change. Behavior must change. Behavioral pattern must change. Principles must change. Glory be to God. Change in ways things are done. Crossing from, this reminds me of a little bit of story about my own life when I was in high school. And from high school, I moved to the university. A lot of changes happened because it's a new season. And a lot of my colleagues then, some of us were prepared, some of us were semi-prepared and some of us were very prepared and the outcome of the season we transitioned into was a dictate of our preparedness no one told us a few things in high school we were going to classes, and classes were compulsory. If you did not attend class in high school, that there was a penalty and consequence waiting for you. Whereas in the university, it's optional. <laughs> Very optional. But your consequence will wait for you at the end of the course. So, in one season, we were handheld. In one season, we were forced. Whether we felt like or we didn't feel like, you had to go to school. You had to go to class. You had to attend class. Whereas in the other season, there's no holding of hands. There's no babysitting. You are now matured. Nobody will tell you to wake up in the morning. If you like, wake up. If you like, don't wake up. At the end of the day, it will tell. And so on and so forth. 
Now, the difference between the high school season and the university season was quite wide and clear. Nobody tells you to go and register for a course. You register yourself. When you are in high school, you are automatically registered. In fact, they don't need your opinion. You just show up in class. But when you get to the other season in, high, in the university, you are the one who will invite yourself into a course. Because you want to study something, there are some courses you have to go and pick. Amen. Follow me. There must be a change in lesson when there is a change in season. There is a change in lesson taking place. We began to learn that, hey, it's up to you to get up on time. Nobody is going to wake you up to go and take your shower. Nobody is going to tell you that you are getting late for your class in the university. Nobody will tell you, come and this is your report card. Nobody is going to tell you. Go and check your results yourself. Changing lesson takes place in every new season. Things must be adjusted to. And it's only those who have learned to adjust that will function effectively in the new season. What was learned yesterday may not be valuable for today. What used to be the advantage in the old season may not be the advantage in the new season. In the new season, you might have been on top of your game. You might have been on top of your colleagues in your old season, in your previous season. But now, when you enter the new season, you might be struggling. What worked in the old one may not work in the new. Praise God. You might be a brilliant student. Maybe you are top of your class in those days. You are top of your class in school. In the, in the lecture, in, in, in the academics, you are the one leading your class. Glory be to God. But it might be sports time. When it's time to run 100 meters. The mere fact that you are good in academics does not mean that when you get to the 100 meters track race that you are still the best. You might be struggling in the track race. Praise God. And that often happens. Is the ones that are not too academically strong. That, Praise God. Not in every case, but that happens. Praise God. So let's go into the scriptures to bring out the reality of this focus we are trying to emphasize so that we will know what is required in positioning ourselves in our new season. We have talked last week about understanding, but what is it today that we want to take as a take-home? What is required? Again, note, in the new season, what used to work for you could work against you. This is, the, this, is the, this is the different thing. This is one thing we should note about new seasons. We need to make right adjustments. If you don't make adjustments for your new season, you discover 
that you might not be effective and efficient in it. So I'm going to use a story in the Bible to illustrate my point today. It's about how Israel related to God in about three cases. The first case is when God was delivering them from Egypt. When God was delivering the children of Israel from Egypt. The second case is when God had just brought them from Egypt to the wilderness. And the third case is when God was just preparing them to enter the promised land. We want to look at these case studies and bring out the lessons learned that when one is moving from one season to the other, how should we behave? What should be our attitude? So let's go for the first one. When God was delivering them from Egypt. When God was delivering the people of Israel from Egypt. This was when Moses went to Pharaoh and told him that God said he should let his people go. And Pharaoh was upset and made life more miserable for the children of Israel. He said, it's because you are idle, because you don't have work to do. That's why you want to go and make feasts in the wilderness. So naturally, the people of God, the Israelites, they were upset with Moses and Aaron. And the whole premise, uh, uh, and the whole premise of letting them go. Why? Let's read Exodus chapter 5. Verse 20 to 23, quickly, because of our time. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way as they came from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because ye have made our savour to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to slay us. Verse 22, and Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so done so evil and treated these people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? Since I came to Pharaoh to speak in the name, in thy name, he had done evil to these people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Now, the people came and complained to Moses in a nutshell. And Moses also complained to God. Have you ever been in moments like this? Where you hear God. God was the one who sent Moses to Pharaoh. He sent Moses to Pharaoh. He declared what God says. Maybe you have declared what God says to the mountains in your life. You have declared that this year is going to be a year of turnaround for you. You have declared that this year is going to be a, great, a year of great harvest. But look at the first response on the first assignment, on the first mission, what happened. And things went worse. Things grew worse. Rather than Pharaoh letting the people of Israel go, he tightened the knot. He tightened the ship. He made things worse for the children of Israel. He said they should start making bricks without straw. He made it tougher for them. Praise God. 
This is a leader. He was pointing people in the direction. This was the direction to go. Maybe you are a leader out there. You have pointed the people of God to a particular direction. You have heard the voice of God. Maybe you are leading a small group. Maybe you are leading a big group. Maybe you are lead, leading a mid-sized group. Maybe you are leading an entire body of Christ like a church. Perhaps you are a pastor. You have heard the voice of God. But once you stepped out in that direction, it didn't look like it because the enemy raged his ugly head. Have you been in a place where you, where you are told by God that your tomorrow will be all right? And huh, that tomorrow came and nothing was all right there. Beloved, I'm speaking to somebody out there by the power of God. It doesn't matter how long, it doesn't matter how well the enemy is going to rage his ugly head against your life, against your destiny in this new season. God will come forth for you. I said God will come out for you. I said God will come through for you in the name of Jesus. When the enemy raises his head, it's because you are in the right direction. Exodus 6.1, let's go on. Exodus 6 1. Now, Exodus 6 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, This was after the complaint. He said, Now shall you see what I shall do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. God assured him again. That you will see what I will do to this guy. Praise God. But look at the pattern I want you to note. It was time for deliverance. The enemy tightened the ship. They complained to God. They complained to Moses. Moses complained to God. And then God asked. If you are living in this era, you would say complaining works. You say complaining works because complaining to God through Moses and Moses complaining to God made God to react. So if you are in this era, you say, ah, it works. If you want the job done, just complain. After all, I mean, after this episode, there were other 10 miracles that followed. 10 major plagues came against Pharaoh. That will tell you that they complain to God, and God still fought for them. Amen. Let's look at the second case. This was when the people had moved. They had moved. Pharaoh had let them go. They had moved, and they were in the wilderness. That's in Exodus 15, 22 to 25. Exodus 15, 22 to 25. Or 22 to 25, yeah. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. And therefore, the name of the place was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Another translation says, and the people complained 
against Moses. I think it's the New King James translation that says, and the people complained. Praise God. And in verse 20, going on, could not drink from the water shown. Uh, what is this? 23, yeah. And could not drink from the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of the place was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord. And the Lord showed him a tree, and so on and so forth. What do I want to bring out from here? You see in case one, to get out of trouble, what did they do? They complained. In this second case again, they were just out of the wilderness. They were just out of Egypt, sorry, into the wilderness. And what happened? The people, they couldn't drink. They were looking for water for three days. The water they found was not appropriate water. So when, so when God was delivering them from Egypt, things got worse. They complained to Mo. And what did Mo do? Mo complains to God. And God acts against Pharaoh and delivers them out of the hand of Pharaoh. Now they are in the wilderness. No water. No good water for drinking. They used the same method they were used to. What was it? Complain to Moses. Moses complains to God. God acts and turns the situation around. So at this stage, if you were an Israelite or you were there present, you will have deduced the pattern that works, that complaints get results. It works. Just complain and God will see to it. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 2 to 4, let's quickly see that. Exodus 16, verses 2 to 4. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. In other translations, says, complain against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, would, would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For we... For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill us, this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven to you. And the people shall go out and gather certain every day. And I may prove them when I will walk in my law or not. Look at that again. This is another experience. They were saying there's no food. They complained. What did God do? He said, I will rain bread from heaven for you. So, the children of Israel were getting used to a particular pattern. Just complain to God, and he will get the job done. They complained. God solved the problem. They were hungry. God rained bread for them from heaven. So, definitely, if you were part of this company, you would have concluded that the way to get results was to complain. They must have thought that they had the blueprint of how to deal with God. All you do is complain. Complain to him and he will get the job done. If you are in trouble, complain. Then the battle is over. That's the lesson they would have learned. But 
a new season is coming. A new day is coming. Now let's look at the case number three, which is the time they were now about to get to the promised land. Now, before we go there, you see, this thing is very funny. Knowing God very well, if you are a good student of the Bible, if you are a good scholar of the Bible, if you have been reading the word of God consistently well, you'll find out that this nature of complaining and God responding is not consistent with his nature and character. God is not like that at all. Because faith is what he always supports. Complain is doubt. God can never be on the platform of doubt. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't be in his good books if you don't have faith. But here, complaining was doing the job. Very disturbing. But here, for some reason, God is supporting it or answering when they respond in doubt. God seems not to mind. Perhaps it's because they are still babies. They are just a new nation. They have just been given birth to, you know, babies. They, they have their own ways of telling their story. Praise God. A baby doesn't like something. He can carry him or herself, throw him or herself up and bow on the ground. And the mothers will quickly respond. And say, what is it? Biscuit, cookie, this, that. It will get its way. Or if he wants to say, you delayed, you are two minutes late or three minutes late. She will now change, he or she will now change the gear of the crying. He will now begin to cry more. And until he disturbs the peace of the whole house, everybody begs the baby and gives them a rub on the head and pats the baby. That is when the baby will now say, okay, where is the cookie? And, say, uh-huh. and so on and so forth. Now, perhaps because they were babies, the true trantrums, and so on and so forth. Israel, through experience, have learned, if you want something from God, just complain. Throw a few tantrums, make a force, and waha, God will surely intervene. Now it's time to get to the promised land, case three. Remember what they have learned and what they have perfected? They have learned how to complain and perfect not their praise, but their complaint. Now, at the edge of the promised land, God sends 12 spies to the land of promise. 10 came back with bad report or evil report, as the scripture calls it. And two came back with good news. And the whole nation was offended at the positive vision these people have. You know, when you have a positive vision, not everybody is your friend. That's why I tell some people on various platforms that exist out there, please be careful. Don't put yourself in the hand of the world. Don't. Now, these people were offended at the positive vision they had. They were hungry. Now, Numbers chapter 14, verse 2 to 3. 
Numbers 14, 2 to 3. Let's read it there. And all the children of Israel, what did they do again? Murmured. In other translation says what? Complain. So all the children of Israel complained against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God he had died in the wilderness? What he's trying to say is that which one is better? And wherefore had the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? To fall by the sword. That our wives and our children should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? Now, if you look at this one, this statement they made here, it was similar to what they said. I mean, it's similar to what they said in Exodus 16, verse 3. It's similar to what they are used to. It's similar. It has been rehearsed, in short. Look at, look at 16, verse 3. And the children of Israel said unto them, Oh, that we had in the land of Egypt, where we sat by the pots of meat, we would have died there. Look how God responds to them in Numbers 14, 26 to 29. I want you to see the response of God. Remember, it has been working before. They will complain, God will react. They will complain, God will respond. They will complain, God will come through for them. But at the time, they were going to go to the promised land. God was saying that mm -mm, things have changed. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, saying, how long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmur against me? I have, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. I have heard their complaint, which they murmur against me. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in my ears, so will I do. Your carcasses shall fall into this wilderness, and all that numbered of you according to your whole number, from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Did you see that now? Things have changed. God sets out to eliminate people 20 years old and above for doing the same thing that got them results in time past. Things that got them results in time past, now in this new season, it is trouble for them. In the past, he got Pharaoh eliminated. In the past, he got them water. In the past, he got them food. In, the in, in times past, he got them whatever they wanted. This time, it got them death. Something has changed. I said, something has changed. Again, I say, something has changed. In the seasons of life, things change. It is for you to recognize and observe what you cannot do in the old season and repeat it again in the new. Responsibility holds on you. There are certain things that has been going on that you have been doing, escaping with it, and you think it has become the norm. Listen to me. Pull your ears very well. 
they are not the norm. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, because execution against an evil work has been temporarily suspended or is not executed speedily, the sons of men have made up their mind to continue in evil. The Bible calls it an evil thing to be murmuring. God judged it evil. He said to be complaining against me is evil. From generation to generation, it is evil. Complain is not the attitude of God. They got away with it. You got away with it in times past. It's not the same way you are going to live your life. Can you imagine when your child was a child and threw himself up and banged himself on the ground just to get cookies or just to get milk or just to get something you took away from him or her? Now the same child turns 20 years old. I say, Dad, can I have your car, please? I say, oh, sorry, son, you can't have it because I need to go out now. And your son now throws himself up and hits the floor, bow, and says, oh, daddy is not giving me the car. What will you do? Are you going to say, sorry, 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 take, take the key, please. Mind the speed limit when you are going, though. Take the key. Is that what you are going to do? I trust you. At least every father that is born in this house. I trust you. You will first set the rule that from now henceforth, you are not even permitted to touch the car. And in addition, I'm not going to car wash anymore. Guess who will be washing it? You have become the certified car washer. Praise God. You put some discipline in place. You are not going to allow that to happen. Now, many people don't know that things have changed. Now, let us look at this scripture. Let us learn the principle from this scripture that I've read. The question is, ladies and gentlemen, let's ask ourselves, what has changed? What has changed? Because something has changed. Praise the Lord. God says, I will not deal with you this same way again. So what has changed? Has God changed? No. The Bible says it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changed. Has the people changed? No. It's the same people. They are the children of Israel. They are not Philippines. They are not Philistines. They are not Amorites. They are not Jebusites. They are the same people of Israel. Has the people's method changed? No. It's the same method. In fact, this method brought them results in times past. They have been using it and they have even mastered it. So what changed? Ladies and gentlemen, is the season that changed. What change is the season. It had nothing to do with those. It's the season that changed. Some things come along with season change. When seasons change, ladies and gentlemen. They were going to the promised land. It's a new season which God promised them. And he said, you will not use your old methods in this new season anymore. The kind of fruits you are going to eat in this new land, they are not fruits you are used to. In fact, when the spies went there and came back, they said, everything God said is true. 
They said that, look, it took two heavy men to carry the grapes that were there. The grapes that you would throw in as a tiny thing, he said, it's a big one. Praise God. Houses were already built there, and God said you will live in houses you did not build. You will harvest from crops you did not plant. God has already said all these things, and they went to the promised land and saw it like that. But it's a new season. I said it's a new season. The methods in this new season, no more babies are allowed but adults. No more irresponsibility but responsibility. Do you know that day one, before you know it was feeding them with bread from heaven. Day one they stepped into the promised land, manna ceased. No more free food. This time, the season has changed. People didn't change. God didn't change. Method didn't change. But the season has changed. In changing season, what used to be advantage in the old season can be disadvantage in the new season. Okay, for example, we are in Canada now. It's winter season. In fact, I had to go and ask one of the people in the auditorium with me today. I said, is the heater on? Because I'm feeling a bit cold with the jacket, which I won't tell you what is underneath this shirt. Praise God. With the jacket, with everything packed in, it's still cold. Why? We are in Canada. And it's the season of winter. Now, if you know winter in Canada very well, you will understand that the winter in this country is second to none. Praise God. Like when I was moving in with my family about 20 years ago into this nation, I met the immigration officer. He asked me, he said, have I lived in cold regions before? I said, yes. I've stayed in London, England. Then the man repeated to me, he said, have you lived in cold region before? Then I said, yes, I've actually lived in London, England. Then <laughs> the man smiled. I thought he didn't understand my own communication. He said, London, England is not cold compared to here. That's what he was trying to tell me. Praise God. Now, somebody from Canada here cannot go to the region of Africa in the winter season here and go to western part of Africa, for example, where the headquarters of this ministry is, and step and go there with all the winter jacket, winter suit, winter, I mean, the winter dressing here, you go to Africa with that kind of, of same clothes. When you get to Africa, nobody will tell you to take it off. Because by the time, you will have more than skin bone. Because the heat there will already announce itself that you are in a new season. It's the same world, you didn't leave the earth. It's the same you, you did not change. It's the same people, people you left there are still people you are going to meet there. So what changed? The season. When we say it's a new season, ladies and gentlemen, it means serious repercussion for us all. Praise the Lord. 
What used to work may not work for us anymore. Advantage may become disadvantage. What we mastered may become not useful again. What is allowed and celebrated in one season may not, may be rejected in the other season. What got you results yesterday may not be able to get you results today in the new season. When seasons change, of course, attitude must change too. Moving from cold to warm, attitude change. What am I saying, ladies and gentlemen? The era we are moving in, in this present time, for the nations of the world and for us locally here, is a similar season to a new season. Things have changed and we need to position ourselves for change. Things have changed. You don't need anybody to tell you. You don't need a prophet to tell you. In the investment world, you will know that things have changed. Before, it was office space that was raining. Just build a complex of offices, virtual offices, and things like that. But you know the story today. I'm sure all those who invested their money in 2019 or 2018 in building office complex they'll be reconsidering it now because most multinationals are even saying they are reducing their office space. Even when COVID is over, it's the new normal is not going to be like the old normal. Praise God. Look at what is happening. People who will build in hotels. Hotels. Can you imagine people who just closed hotels in the end of 2018 or 2019 who closed hotels? What could have happened to them right now? Are hotels even available anymore? Even the lifestyle of people are changing from hotels to Airbnb and so on and so forth. People don't like hotels anymore for one reason or the other. Praise God. What is happening? Lifestyle is changing. And so on and so forth. I don't want to bug you with the business world. I can go into many other details of businesses that can't even thrive anymore even post-pandemic. Many people think they can weather through and make the season adjust to them. I want you to know that is not a wise counsel. Season cannot adjust to you. It is you that will adjust to the season. The season does not adjust to you. It's you that will adjust to the new season. One thing about Israel though, and I want you to pay attention to this, one thing about Israel, though, when God got a generation that would not complain, a generation, even though it took him 40 years to get this generation, a generation that when they had unlearned the things they learned, they unlearned the things they learned. And in this season, let me tell you this. There are some things you must unlearn. And there are some things you must relearn. Praise God. Amen. There were a lot of things, even for us as a church ministry, 
A lot of churches all over the world were not. Thank God we started online some years ago, but a lot of ministries, they, they were almost attacking those who were online as if it's not of God. But today, everybody is scrambling. Equipment companies are smiling. Why? Because it's a new season. Nothing changed. The Holy Ghost didn't change. The name of Jesus didn't change. But you won't be able to get it out there. Today, you are sitting in the confines of your home. Being able to hear this message is because it's of a season change. Praise God. So there are so many things. Today, we are learning softwares. We are learning to use things. Zoom has been existing for ages. I'm one of them. I never, okay, maybe I used Zoom once or twice before the pandemic. But it wasn't a tool I loved using. But now it's an essential tool. In fact, other companies have come up like that now. Praise God. Your businesses, you have to rethink. How are you going to still get your product out there? On what sites are you going to advertise? You can't go from door to door anymore. Things have changed. So they moved. But listen to me. For it took God 40 years to get them to unlearn what they have learned. But immediately they got the attitude for the new season. Listen to me. It took them three days. Three days to possess the land. And once they got in, once they got in, they took over Jericho. They took over almost all their wars. They won it. They won it. Why? Because they had a different attitude. They had the right attitude for the new season. What used to be very difficult, listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, becomes very easy because when you adjust to the lessons learned, when you adjust to the lessons you learn, Ladies and gentlemen, what used to be very, very difficult becomes very easy. And they started winning. Sometimes, what it takes to win is not difficult as it appears. It's not as difficult as it appears. In conclusion today, because our time is first, fast spent, three things. Three main things I will want you to take home. Number one, we are entering a season of accelerated development. It's not that this development wasn't in the horizon before, but it has been accelerated. It's not as if in 10 years, 20 years, we wouldn't have moved into a new season. We are about to hit now because development has gone faster. Praise God. So because it's in the midst of chaos that there is construction. It's in the midst of chaos that something new comes out. There were a lot of things. For example, for me, I didn't like doing before. I was the kind of person who does business face to face. But today, face to face, even the guy you want to do business with say, I'll send it electronically. Praise God. Now you have to look at documents, I mean, various softwares like DocuSign. You have to sign online these days. I, 
I did not like that. It wasn't user-friendly. It wasn't, as far as I'm concerned, ethical. I want to look at you in the face, eyeball to eyeball, shake hands with you. That's how my own parents taught me to do business. He said, even at shaking the hands of a person, looking at the person face to face, you would have that gut of feeling. Is this a right decision or a wrong decision? That's how I've learned and that's how I've been trained. But the new season is not giving permission to that. We can't even shake hands anymore. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. A few transactions over a few days now, it has been DocuSign. I, I laughed at myself during the week because I said this is the same software that I didn't like. That I even want somebody three years ago, don't send me things like this. I want to see you face to face. But now send it. I will gladly send it. Because we have to learn. We have to unlearn. We have to relearn. Praise God. God moves from chaos to order. From darkness to light, from destruction to construction. After every era of destabilization is stabilization, stability. You are about to enter into a season of greatness. You are about to enter into a season of new promise. You are about to enter into a season that has your name tag on it. Beloved, Learn the lessons you should learn now. There are some things that you are going to learn. And I'm going to end this message with just two of them. Things I'm giving you as an assignment. Go and learn. Go and pick up the attitude. Go and go online, offline, middle line, any line. Go and learn these things. Because it's going to help you in your new season. Number one. Now, these things I'm sharing with you are, are even to the national level relevant. Perhaps you're a government official out there. These are things you can bring on the boardroom of your department, of the parastatal you are leading. Number one, we must develop self-dependence. Self-dependence. The days of... of of depending on other nations for things is over. The days of the, because if this pandemic taught us anything, it, it, it taught us the fact that nations can shut down their borders. Now, if your source is from another nation that the, the borders are shut, don't you think that you are in for a big trouble? So learn. To be self-dependence. When it happened, thank God for China. We love China. We love the people of China. We have nothing against the people of China. Unfortunately, it happened and it has happened. And we love them. And Jesus loves them. But listen to me. When people were looking for PPE all over, they discovered that all the PPE in the world is from where? Self-dependence, self-dependence, self-dependence. Everything we need, listen to me, for survival must be within our reach. Just obey that principle. Everything you need for survival must be within your reach. Look at your world with that eye 
without clue. Amen? As a businessman, everything you need for the survival of business must be within your reach. Nations can shut down, ladies and gentlemen. They can. Praise God. They can. Number two. We have to become more effective with working with people. Ladies and gentlemen, go and improve your people's skills. Some people still saw at people's skills. Your people's skills must be improved. Praise God. You must know how to deal with people. You must know how to encourage people. You must know how to relate with people. You must know how to maintain relationship with people. People's skills matter. It matters. Do you give a touch that people cannot ignore? We have to become more effective in working with people. And our own lives too, we must work on ourselves to become effective. Praise God. Learn, learn new things. Don't say, oh, I don't know this. No, get out there and learn new things. Step out and learn new things. Learn. Praise God. Caleb at 85 still said, I am still as relevant as when I was 40. This is 45 years after. I should be facing retirement. He said, I'm not tired. That's in Joshua chapter 14, verse 6 to 12. If we can adjust like Israel adjusted, we are able to enter our new season. How, why was Caleb still able to say that, give me this mountain? It was promised to me at 40 years. Yes, there were giants there, but I am still relevant today to take out those giants as I was relevant 40 years ago. I am still relevant. What made him, what made Caleb be able to say this? Go to Joshua 14 verse 9 and I will end with this. Joshua 14 9. Joshua 14 9. And Moses swore on that day. He was talking about the day the land was promised unto him. See. He said, and Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereunto thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. He completely followed the Lord. I want to challenge you, ladies and gentlemen. This is a season you need to wholly follow the Lord. And how would you follow, wholly follow the Lord? You will listen to these instructions to adjust yourself, to unlearn certain things and to relearn certain things. And as you do that, like Joshua was able to possess his possession, he was still relevant at 85, as relevant as when he was 40. And I see God take you in this new season to shine like never before. One of the things that will work in this new season, of course, 
is complaining. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you have been blessed today. I hope God gave you something. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift up your hands to heaven wherever you are. Thank you for this new season because it's coming to me. Begin to thank God for this new season. Begin to celebrate him for this new season. You will not miss it in this new season. You will be what God has called you to be this new season. In this new season, the Lord God of Israel will open his treasure, the heavens unto you in the name of Jesus. Come on as a family, hold hands with whoever is by your side and lift up yourself before the Lord that in this new season, God will help you. Things you need to learn, God will lead you there. Things you need to unlearn, God will speak to you. Things you need to embrace, God will tell you. And things you need to let go, like complaining and murmuring, God will instruct, God will deliver, God will separate you from them in the name of Jesus. Yes, it's a new season and it's coming to you in the name of Jesus. In this new season, you will thrive. In this new season, you will prosper. In this new season, you will do well. In this new season, your boundary lines will fall on pleasant places. In this new season, it shall be well with you. In this new season, God will come through for you in the name of Jesus. Landa Gabaluso Toroyema, Bradi Gebaso Tolema Lishete, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening. We, we hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services every Sunday live at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and our Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead. And God bless you.